Welcome to the Author Factor Podcast, where we break down exactly how smart business owners and corporate leaders leverage the powerful advantage of being a published book author. I'm your host, Mike Capuzzi, and you're in the right place if you want profitable, nonfiction book writing tips. Ever wondered how a single voice can reach millions and turn a passion into profit? Meet Dave Jackson, a pioneer in podcasting since 2005 and the mastermind behind the School of Podcasting, boasting over 3.3 million downloads. Dave is the author of the book, Profit from Your Podcast, Proven Strategies to Turn Listeners into a Livelihood, which offers invaluable insights for turning your podcast into a profitable venture. As an inductee into the Academy of Podcasters Hall of Fame, Dave has shaped the podcasting landscape. His guidance has launched hundreds of successful podcasts, making him a sought-after voice in the podcasting world. Dave, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to uh, having some fun. Yeah, when I saw your book, I mean, you know, as a four-year podcaster now, we're now into our fifth year, uh, Profit from Your Podcast. I love it. It's a strategy I try to encourage a lot of people to at least consider. So before we focus on your book, why you wrote it, and some tips from it, tell us a little bit more about you, because I know you you have an interesting background, you've been in podcasting for a while, and then if you don't mind, tell me what you're doing today to uh, serve others. Yeah, my background's actually in teaching. I taught in the corporate space for decades. I mean, I actually taught people how to surf the internet and how to send email because they didn't know what it was uh, back in the day. So I've been helping people understand technology And about, oh man, probably 18 years ago is when I started a podcast. And 10 years into that, I ended up getting a job at Libsyn because of my podcast. And it was just a case where when you're in training about every seven years, your company takes a dip and they, they hack the whole training department. And so when that happened the last time I was like, I want to get a job in podcasting. So I've now been helping people. I I launched the school of podcasting and at the time I was married and my now ex-wife said, yeah, but we need health benefits. So I got a job at Libsyn. So, uh, and I've been there for eight years and it uh, gives me a great view, uh, a much wider view of what's going on in this space than, than just doing it by myself. And for those listeners who may not know what Libsyn is, can you just quickly Uh, share? Yeah. Libsyn is short for liberated syndication. It's a podcast media hosting company. And so you'd ask me like, how am I serving people now? That's basically it. I, I work at Libsyn. So I, I am head of the podcaster education there, but I'm also part of their tech support team. So I'm serving people that way. I'm doing webinars and then I run the school of podcasting. So there you can actually have unlimited one-on-one consulting. So I just have a schedule and I block off the amount of time I need for me to, you know, be me. And then the rest, I just give it to anyone who needs help with podcasting. And so that's always fun because there's such a wide range of topics and motivations as to why people start a podcast. So it's a, it's a lot of fun just to, to, you know, jump in and help people. And Dave, before we focus on your book, again, podcasting, I don't watch the numbers, but I'm sure it's growing. Uh, I think that's the indicators, but I have heard, you know, as many pod, new podcasts start, there's a lot that just sort of fall off. My followers, folks that listen to this podcast, the folks that we, we, we publish books for, you know, they're small business owners, corporate leaders, you know, professionals, lawyers, doctors, etc. Oftentimes, and I'm looking for your feedback on this question, oftentimes I will encourage 
the individual who's really seeking to elevate his or her authority and, and reputation and get their name out there more to really consider not only podcast guesting, but also thinking about a podcast, you know, starting your own, be a host. Now, obviously, being a host is a lot more work than guesting, but I, I just would love your immediate feedback on for business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals, you know, what your thoughts are about starting a podcast in their specific niche. Yeah, absolutely. If uh, for every 2000 blogs, there's one podcaster. So where's it going to be easier to stand out? And so many people look at, you know, they'll go into Apple and they'll search their topic and they're like, oh, there's already nine shows about this. But what they're not doing is looking at when was the last episode put out from those? Because a lot of those started in 2020 during the pandemic. And when the pandemic went away, so did their podcast. So there may not be as much competition as you think. There are about 4 million podcasts right now, the last time I checked. But out of those, only maybe 400,000 are actually active, meaning they've put out an episode in the last 90 days. I consider active, you've put out one episode in the last 30 days, but that's me. And so why it boosts, especially a small business, is when you... You, first, you have to determine your why. So if my why is to position myself as a uh, an expert, I'm going to do a weekly show that's maybe 20 minutes long. If my goal is to keep my brand in front of people, maybe I'll do a five-minute show five days a week. So it kind of depends on your why. You have to figure out your who. But it really does uh, position yourself, whatever that schedule is. When you hit it, you're seen as reliable. If you can make a point, whatever the point is of that episode, with a personal story, they get to know you and then they like you because you're delivering them good content. So there's the whole no like and trust so that when you say, oh, we have a new product, we have a new book, we have a new course, whatever it is, you're not dealing so much with so many cold leads. Some of those are actually pretty warm. Gosh, I have so many questions I'd love to ask you um, because, I'm, you know, it, it, again, you're with your background. Let me, before we again turn to your book, what is a realistic expectation, Dave, for someone who's getting into podcast hosting? Like, what would you tell someone? Because as you well know, people start and stop, like you just mentioned. Yeah. But if, if you had to make a recommendation, like, hey, Mike, if you're going to start a podcast, you have to give it at least six months or you have to give it 12 months, whatever. What is, in your experience, like, what is that minimum time before, you know, like, if you're going to start, this is what you at least have to commit to. Yeah, minimum would be two years. Wow. Uh, more more realistically would be three. And that wow. depends because so many people think, well, I've got 5,000 followers on YouTube. Yeah, but that's on YouTube and those people love to watch stuff. And unless you're doing it, and you can do a YouTube channel then, you know, but getting them to audio or likewise, some people like to write, some people like to listen. But yeah, so many people think it's six weeks and I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> and it really depends, but that's, the, the thing that people forget to do, and I understand why, because you just spent 15 hours on your first episode. You know, I always say authors have, you know, rough drafts, uh, actors have dress rehearsals, athletes have preseason. And for some reason, podcasters like to take the very first thing they've ever recorded and put it out there. And what you need to do is A, find some people, not mom, because she's going to tell you it's great. Find some people who will tell you the truth and who should be listening to your show. And then ask them, hey, here's this episode I want you to listen to. And they're like, great. And then you go back to them, like, did you listen to the whole thing? Uh, if they say yes, great. If not, how far did you listen and why did you stop? And just explain, I got extra skin on today. So, you know, and then maybe what's the biggest takeaway from the episode? But the one you really want to know is on a scale from one to 10, how likely are you 
to share this episode with a friend. And if you get a bunch of sevens, you got to go back and figure out what's going on here. You're looking for nines and tens and maybe an eight, seven, you're like, mm, I, I can make this better. And most people don't do that. In fact, I'd say maybe 1% of podcasters do that. They just put it out there and let it go. And, and then they do kind of their focus group with their original audience. But I'm just saying, if you want to speed that up, figure out who am I talking to? Why am I doing this? And then the hard part of podcasting is, okay, what can I talk about that's going to hold their attention while getting me to my why? Because the reason most people quit is they just focus, which is great. They really focus on just what the audience wants. But then we end up talking about cat videos and French toast recipes. And you're like, yeah, but I'm not selling anything over here. Well, yeah, you have to, you know, combine those. And so it's, it, I always say starting a podcast is easy. Starting a good podcast takes a little thought and a little dedication and, uh, you know, a lot of work at, at, at times. Quick pause. If you're here, you're obviously interested in the power of a well-crafted business book. Have you yet to write your first book or thinking about the next one? Make your move. Head over to bitesizebooks.com and secure a session to brainstorm your book idea with me, Mike Capuzzi. With over 240 business leaders and entrepreneurs turned successful authors under my guidance, let's explore if we're the right fit. Your author journey begins today. Now, back to the show. So let's talk about your book, Profit From Your Podcast. Tell me a little bit about why you decided to write it, who it's for, and if you don't mind, share a tip or two, and let's assume for that, for that context, Dave, it is somebody who's either just started a podcast, but probably more likely they're, we're, we're, talk, you know, we're trying to inspire them right now to start a new podcast. Yeah, I had uh, I put together this book and I went to my first editor and he said, okay, which one of these books did you want me to edit? And I go, what do you mean? That's just, and he goes, no, you have a planning your podcast book. You have a launching section. You have, a, and he goes, then you have this whole thing on monetization. And at the time, I kept running into people that had been podcasting for years. And I'm like, are you making any money with your podcast? Is that something you're hoping to do? And they all said the same thing. Yeah, but I haven't had any sponsors contact me. And I was like, oh, there are so many other ways and so many better ways to monetize your podcast. So I, I jumped on that one. The original title was called More Podcast Money. And then in 2019, I was approached by Skyhorse Publishing. And they said, would you be interested in writing a book on monetization. And I said, I actually am rewriting the original book. And that's, uh, I originally was just going to tweak the first book, but as you might imagine, anything on the internet, uh, most of it was outdated. So I just rewrote it, but that was really it was, I wanted to show people like, Hey, there's more things than advertising. And like, for example, I, I mentioned the book affiliate marketing is I've made, you know, I had one $1,000 check from an affiliate, um, uh, uh, marketing venture, I guess we could call it. Uh, it's all about finding the right product for your audience. And it really helps if it's something you use. So for instance, I use an app on my phone called Chronometer. And most people know if you're trying to, uh, you know, stay fit and monitor what you eat, everybody knows my fitness pal. Well, I found Chronometer, it's actually cheaper, and in my opinion, better. And I make like $2 every time somebody signs up for that. And so when I first started mentioning that, when you have a couple thousand people listening to your show and 3% of those people, you know, sign up for that. And that happens on a monthly basis. All of a sudden you're like, wait, I just made a couple hundred bucks. Now I'm not gonna, you know, retire on a couple hundred bucks, but that's one product, you know, where I remember once I 
Uh, I was promoting the Total Gym because back in the day, Christy Brinkley and Chuck Norris were on every channel promoting that thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm, in, I'm just going to jump on their coattails. Well, the problem was great product, wrong audience. And that's where I found out that my audience was primarily female and they weren't really interested in that. In fact, I found another product that was called Fit Deck and you could deal yourself a workout. And I bought one because I think, you know, I saw they had an affiliate program. So again, I want to talk about it from firsthand experience. And I used it and I was like, you know what? I could see turning this into a game with your kids. And that apparently was the phrase that pays. And that's when I learned that most of my audience was female. They had kids and they were buying multiple fit decks. And I was making a dollar fifty on every deck. Not a lot, but they were buying three and four decks at a time because there was like fit deck for the pregnant woman, fit deck for this and fit deck for that. And so I ended up again getting three figure checks on a dollar fifty at a time. So it's not always about these big ticket items. It's finding the right product for the right audience. And so if you don't have a big audience, but you have the right product, you can still earn some income with affiliate marketing. And I'm sure your book, I have not read it yet, but I'm sure it covers, you know, lots of other ways. Yeah. Cause, cause not oh, well, there's, there's selling your own stuff, hands down, no contest. Selling your own stuff is by far the most profitable. So whether that's a course, coaching books, whatever, then you get into affiliate marketing then you get into crowdfunding and people are like not ads yet. Nope, not ads yet. Uh, crowd, there are people making six figures a month with crowdfunding. Now realize that is crowdfunding. Again, you need a crowd for that to work because what's really soul crushing about that is that I asked a, a bunch of people about around 3% of your audience is actually going to, you know, whether it's Patreon or Glow or Supercast or whatever. Because you think, oh, man, if I could get 50% of my audience to give me five bucks, and I'm like, you're, you're not going to get 50% or 10 or five. It's somewhere between, like Radio Lab is a hugely popular show. And I listened to them, and they were doing a fundraiser. They were trying to get up to 1%. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So there's affiliate. Then you get into ads, and there's host read ads, which pay somewhere around $20 to $25 per 1,000 downloads. And that that model, better known as CPM, uh, doesn't work for about 90% of podcasters. But if you have a big audience, uh, you might be able to get, you know, a big sponsor. I I don't have anywhere near the 10,000 downloads per episode that you need to have one of those post-read sponsors, but that hasn't stopped me from getting sponsors. I had a microphone manufacturer and a couple other very podcast-specific items because they were trying to get to podcasters. So there's, there's host-read ads, and then there's programmatic ads, which are these automated ones that get inserted and I refer to them as better than a poke in the eye, but it they do not pay much. But b- depending on, you know, how you feel about it, I personally wouldn't take programmatic ads. But then there are other things like I got a job at Libsyn. Why? Because of my podcast. It was a, it was a resume. I've been asked to speak. I've gotten free stuff where people will go, hey, can you, we're going to send you this stuff. Can you talk about it on your show? And I'll say, as long as I can say it's no good, if I don't like it, and they're like, yep, that's fine. And I'll go to send it back. And I'll be like, hey, I, I did my episode. Here it is. Like, who do I send this back to? And they're like, ah, you know what? Just keep it. I'm like, okay, I like free stuff. So it's, it's not always just about ads. And what I always say is podcasting, you really, the biggest takeaway are relationships and relationships lead to opportunities and opportunities lead to relationships. And it just creates this snowball. And then some of those along the way will lead to some money. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think going in with that mindset of it is about, you know, and it sounds like a cliche, but it really is. It's the reason I started my podcast in 2019, a very good friend of mine just said, hey, it's about who you meet. And, you know, 
that relationship that's, that can uh, be created by that. So this is your second book. Where does it fit in, Dave, into your marketing and what you do you know, uh, in your business? How are you using it? How is it generating business for you? Yeah, I've had three speaking gigs that they found the book first, and the book led them to my podcast, and they heard the podcast, and they're like, oh, this guy seems to know what he's talking about. Let's hire him. So it is kind of a badge of honor to have your book on Amazon. So that was the, uh, the first thing. I've used it as giveaways in some cases, like, hey, if you sign up for the School of Podcasting, I'll give you a free copy of my book. So I've done that. Uh, and then what I found is for a while, I have a sickness. If you stand long and stand long enough next to me, I will start another podcast. <laughs> and so for a while, I kind of had profit from your podcast, which is a podcast about the book. And I kind of put it on hiatus for a while. In fact, it's still about monthly, maybe bi-month or bi-weekly now. And I noticed instantly kind of a, a slump in in sales and things like that. And I was like, oh, you know what? I need to do this more consistently. So uh, what I do is to market the book is I do an episode, like I'm just getting ready to do an episode about this thing called Genius Link, which is for anyone doing affiliate marketing on Amazon. They have a very confusing terms of service. And this is a tool you can use to make uh, links to Amazon products, but also make sure that you are checking every box in their terms of service. And so that wasn't around when I wrote the book. So things like that, I will talk about. I'm actually getting ready to record an audio version of the book, which is like, wait, what? There's no, Mr. Podcast Guy doesn't have an audio version of his book. Nope. And it it was a mistake that I was just too busy to record, but I'm kind of glad now because the book's been out for three years and now there have been things that, uh, you know, didn't exist. So I can add some bonus content to the audiobook that didn't exist. So, yeah. So I use it as a marketing arm just to like, Hey, if you didn't know, here's this. And, um, you know, it's a, a great way to almost like a loss leader mm-hmm. to the school of podcasting, which is, as you well know, that's a great, what a great brand, right? School of podcasting. When it comes to your book, where it fits in and all, all that kind of stuff, do you any recommendations, Dave, for people who have a book? Uh, you mentioned you started like there's times when I have recommended ba- again based on the specific individual. Like you should start a podcast specific to the book. Have you come across that at all? You know, other than yourself, uh, I, I haven't done it personally, but I could see you know profit from your podcast. I could see that being a great podcast. Yeah, I, what I've run into it. it Specifically with writers, usually it's bloggers. I'd be like, wow, I found this article on your website. I read another one. You you have some really great content here. Have you ever thought of turning this into a podcast? And they'll go, you know what? I thought about it, but eh, I'm just, I'm more of a writer. And Mm. I, sometimes I'll go back and I'm like, well, actually you're a content creator and I can't read your blog in the car, but I can listen to it if it was a podcast. And Some of it, it's kind of interesting because when I went from writing a blog to a podcast back in 2005, I had somebody that was listening to my podcast said, wow, this is so cool. I used to read your blog and you went from being words on a page to a person in my head. And I was like, oh, that's, that's really good feedback. And so the other thing about a podcast is, you know, it's, it's much easier to be sarcastic in a podcast and you have things like dramatic pauses and things like that, that can really trigger the theater of the mind that might be a little more challenging with a book. So it's, I guess everybody just fears technology. I always say, have you ever been in the car and your jam comes on? You're like, oh, excellent. You crank it up. 
and then your phone rings. So you turn down the phone so you can hear, or you turn down the radio so you can hear the phone. I'm like, you know how to mix audio. You do it all the time. If you've ever uploaded a Word document to a email, well, then you know how to upload an MP3 file to your media host. It's I'm not here to say there's no learning curve, but it's definitely not as tough as you probably think it is. But yeah, it's, you know, I think every, I think every coach should have a podcast. I think every author should have a podcast. There are people that I kind of go, you know, when it, I hear a lot of podcasts that just sound like two friends having a phone call and I'm like, I'm not really positive this needs to be public, but you know, <laughs> there are no rules in podcasting. I'm not here to be the podcast police. <laughs> Very good. So Dave, as we get ready to wrap up here, I'd love to hear what it has meant for you, your business, the impact being a book author has made. There are a couple of things. I think I remember when I published my first book and I just remember seeing, you know, I get, you get the email, your book is now live on Amazon and you go there and you're like, wow, that's my name. That's, that's like, that's me. I'm on, I'm on Amazon. I can't believe it. Uh, so there is that, that thing that I, I think it just, it's a great ego boost in a way, you know, it's, it's a way that, you know, I know a lot of people that have started podcasts that think, oh, I can't do this. This just isn't me. I hate tech. And then at the end they go, holy cow, I did it. So I think that's one of the biggest benefits of that. And the other thing of, of writing a book, you're able to take concepts and break it down in, you know, an educational, entertaining, whatever your, your goal was way. And so you already have the skill of, you know, creating content. Why not put that out as a podcast? So, yeah, I, I think that's probably the one for me when I, when I thought about that question, I'm like, I think that's it. It really, the fact that I've, I always growing up, I kind of wanted to be a writer and, but never really took the the jump. And when I finally just said, oh, well, I can, I can take, you know, here's the title of the book. Now I'm going to break it into, here are the chapter titles. And then you break the the chapters into paragraphs and the paragraphs into sentences. And the next thing you know, you have a book. And so when you finally see it done, you just get a sense of, of confident that, okay, you know, no matter how you were raised or what, you know, you may have grown up not feeling, you know, too great about yourself. You're like, all right, you know what? I didn't think I could do it. And there it is. I did it. I think that's probably one of the biggest benefits of, uh, of writing a book. Yeah. I love it. So Dave, where can our listeners learn more about you and where's the best place to purchase profit from your podcast? Yeah, if you want to check out the book, uh, I know this is super creative. Profitfromyourpodcast.com is where you can uh, find the book. And if you want to find out more about me, you can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. Well, Dave, I appreciate it. I uh, love the topic and uh, I love what you're doing to help others with their podcast. So thank you very much. Mike, thank you so much. This has been great. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Author Factor Podcast. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on Apple iTunes. Subscribe, tell a friend, and go grab the notes and extras at theauthorfactor.com. And to learn more about my unique short book publishing services, please check out bitesizebooks.com. See you next time.